that you're happy about that this evening. Well, I just want to welcome each one into the chapel here. Welcome each one at Cloverdale. We could see you just a second ago, but you're gone now. Just want to say God bless you to you. We're just happy to be able to gather here. Monitor Jonathan is kind of clicking funnily. Why don't we just sing that song just a closer walk with the just encourage you to enter in and worship the Lord this morning, this evening. And forgive me, it's been about seven seven months since I've stood in front of people and sang. So it's a little bit different. But we're just gonna worship the Lord tonight. Amen. And you know, I was just had a little thought today as Brother Tim was preaching. I was thinking about all the people in the Bible that Jesus didn't per se speak to them, but they still got what they needed. And a lot of them, as Jesus was passing by, they would just call out to him. And if they didn't make that move, they may not have got their healing. They may not have got their deliverance. And uh, many times, I'm speaking for myself, I've sat in church and sat in services, streamed, and just waited for maybe uh, something to be spoken. You know, I agree with it because it was something for me. But I was thinking if Jesus were to come into the room and say nothing and just stand here, how many of us would receive what we need? And I was just thinking, Lord, let me be that person that when you're just going by, you don't have to speak to me. You don't even have to say a word to me. But if you're in my presence, and if if I find myself in your presence, let me reach out and receive what I have need of. Amen. So I trust that tonight you could just just do that. Amen. And if Jesus comes by your way, just reach out and take hold of what you need. Oh, just a closer walk with me. Oh, granted, Jesus is my.
Minister, Lord, the words of life, Lord. Lord, your word said perilous times shall come, Lord. And it can't be described any better, Lord Jesus, to the day that we're living in, Lord Jesus. Lord, but we need you tonight, Lord, to come by our way and minister, Lord. Brother Dan Diaz, could you come and open the service in a word of prayer for us? If you just have something on your heart, just let the Lord know about that. Amen. We just want to keep remembering the brothers that are in China, our brother Ron Spencer, and the different churches around the around the world that are going all going through this together, and uh, brother Tom Ray as well for a speedy recovery and healing. We just want to come before you and give our all tonight, Lord Jesus. We just. Thank you so much for what you've done. We don't want to take anything for granted, Lord Jesus. And just bless the minister this evening, Lord Jesus. And in your wonderful name we pray. Amen. for a few weeks. Just want to welcome you. I, I don't know when you're going back, but it might be sometime soon, but it's been good to have you. And then, uh, also, Sister Jackie Jack is here with the Sharapov girls. Good to see you here. And um, We have Ryan and Haley back. So this is their first service as a married couple, I believe. So welcome. Good to see you guys. And Sister Childers is here as well. So good to see you. And we just pray that each one that would come out tonight would be blessed and receive something for the Lord. I sing through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus.
10,000 years will just get started. 10,000 years will just begun. When the battle is over and the victory, sweet victory is won. Oh, Jesus, come through this chapel again here at Mount Baker Bible Way Camp. Sweep through Cloverdale Bible Way there on 60th Avenue in Canada. Come into every home. Every office, every bedroom, every life of every individual that's connected tonight will ever stream this service for the supernatural presence of God to touch us, Lord. We love your appearing and we love when you come so personal. Lord, we're not here out of form or to ritual or see one another. We're at maximum here in this little chapel that can be here. Many would love to be here. Some would have loved to have come tonight. Even in Cloverdale, Lord, and those that are connected with us from our assembly. We ask for healing. We ask for deliverance. We ask for the power of God to be unleashed upon your people. Just before stepping to the pulpit, I heard of one of our dear friends and ministers has this virus, Lord. If I would speak his name, almost every person here would know him. Father, we pray your Holy Spirit would minister to every believer, every son and daughter of God, from the youngest to the oldest. That this season of the year when flus and colds and other viruses try to come in and Satan would come in and complex issues and bringing things up, Lord. Tonight we are possessing our land and claiming our bodies, our souls, our spirits as a temple, as a dwelling place of Almighty God that we would be healthy, that we would be strong, that we would be able to serve you in this rapture season well. Lord, would you go through our assembly and many needs are unspoken. And we are remembering our brother Tom Ray, who sends his love and greetings to the saints and the brothers and sisters as we are a body. And we remember that healing is in the body. And as we pray for one another, our own needs are met. So don't let us get selfish here tonight. I know the sun is setting. It's cool here. It's rainy. The fall time has come. Lord, we love your word and we believe your word. It is our absolute. Oh, Jesus, Lord, may the spirit of God come in this services greater than ever before. May the sick be healed while they hear the word. 
May those that are bound be set free. May hearts that have wandered come back to you. May we all sense the nearness of your sweet spirit upon our lives. We invite you to speak now, Lord. We embrace your words with an amen in our hearts. Thank you for Brother Andrew, Brother Ryan, Brother Jeremy, and those in Cloverdale that are playing for us and bringing their instruments. Those in the sound and the technical brothers, all that's made this possible. We welcome you tonight, Jesus. Just have your way, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we love you, Lord. We love when you come. We love when you come. We love when you speak to us, Jesus. Take us under your arms. Take us under your arms. Say things that, Lord, we know that only you could say to us in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Tonight, it's good to be with you. And we'll turn right to the scripture, I think. And Je- Hebrews chapter 11. Thank you, brothers. So nice to see you uh, tonight. And those that are here in Cloverdale, we have even babies here. Um, we have babies in this service. We have little children in the service. And um, uh, it's not easy. I know it's rainy outside and cold. When I was driving here this morning, it was in the 40s of Fahrenheit. And I just pray God blessing upon each one of you that are here and you in Cloverdale. Uh, if it's appropriate, I'll greet my wife there that's in Cloverdale. In the service, and uh, I think she's in the meeting. Yes, God bless you, Sister Sharon, and it's nice to see you there. (laughs) You're there, we're here, and the Lord is present with all of us. Isn't it wonderful the Lord can be at all places at the same time? Who thinks that's fantastic? And I was just thinking in the back there, the Lord Jesus must really love to see so many of you lifting your hands and opening up your heart to him. It just must really make him pleased on a Sunday night to know that you love him. And um, now don't forget you in Cloverdale that we can see you. And so uh, don't get lazy on us. You can respond to their word, wave your hand. And for uh, here that those that are here in the service, uh, Brother Ryan and Sister Haley, this is their first church service to be back. So can we welcome them tonight and bless them? I know you have your Bibles in your hand. Amen. God bless you. And if there's any needs among us, which I know we do have many needs, just reach out and touch the Lord. And uh, he'll speak to you tonight. I'd like to speak something that Brother Branham actually said. And that is nearing another season nearing another season and he was speaking in jeffersonville and he said we know we're nearing another season we can feel the changing of the atmosphere the spiritual atmosphere that day is about ready to break and will wake in that greater millennium so he's not just talking about uh, fall time and a rainy season or cold coming in, but he's speaking about that day is about ready to break. And so to, tonight we'd like to speak on that. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, 
as there's many Hebrews hall of faith, brothers and sisters. And this is Abraham's faith. And I'd like to speak about Sarah's faith and then end with your faith and my faith. Hebrews 11 verse 8 says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which have foundations, whose builder and maker is God. But watch verse 11 now. It's not just Abraham's faith, but it's now Sarah. Through faith, also Sarah herself. Sarah is a type of the bride, the type of you. Through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed And was delivered of a child when she was past age. Because she judged him faithful who had promised. So it wasn't just Abraham's faith. It was now his wife Sarah received the word, the seed. And she judged him faithful. It was personal. So tonight it's not the preacher's faith or someone else's faith. It's. Your faith, judging him faithful who had promised. Verse 12. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead, as many as the stars of the sky and multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. Skip down to verse 38. Speaking about all of these... Brothers and sisters, just like you and me. Verse 38. Let's read the first few words together in parentheses out loud. What does that say in your Bible? Of whom the world was not worthy. Let's just say that one more time. Of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And these all having obtained a good report through faith... Received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us. That they without us should not be made perfect. They are great. They are men and women. They are heroes. But God has put every single one of you tonight on the same level. They without us are not made perfect. The body's not complete unless you come to the same level of faith to receive the seed, but then to bring forth the seed. So receive the word tonight. As you hear the word, receive it. Just let the word become reality in your life. Let the rapture just become more than a story. But let it become a faith that you can have strength. You can have strength for a rapture. This is wonderful, isn't it? God bless you. You can have your seats. Excuse excuse me for being emotional. 
and uh, brother Tom Ray, I was just communicating with him a, a few minutes ago, and he did want to send his love to each one of you, and thank you also, brother Michael Ray, sends his love to you. We're nearing another season. And it's true, as we heard this morning, Brother Tim Dodd speaking to us, none of this seems right. None of this seems right. Many things don't seem right. Us being separated tonight just doesn't seem right. Us not being able to be together just doesn't seem right. Us being in a body where we're groaning and Suffering to put on immortality, we would say it's just not right. But there's an answer for all of these things. And that is that we've received a word that is giving us encouragement that we are nearing another season. We are nearing another time tonight. And if that could give you encouragement as Brother Branham and testimony of a true witness was speaking this in Jeffersonville. He said, we know that we're nearing another season. We can feel the changing of the atmosphere, the spiritual atmosphere. That day, that day's about ready to break. He's talking about a day that we have heard about for years. We've preached about for years. We've sang about for years. We've, we've desired for many years, but he said, we are coming to another season where that day is about ready to break and will wake in that greater millennium. So we took in Hebrews 11, Abraham's faith. And we know Abraham is speaking of our father in faith and how he believed. He left his country, left his hometown because he was looking for a city which had foundations Whose builder and maker is God. But then it went to the female part. To speak about Sarah. Which through faith also Sarah herself. So it wasn't just the husband. It wasn't just the male part. But Sarah received strength to conceive seed. And was delivered of a child when she was past age. Because she judged him faithful. Who had promised. And I wonder tonight how long you're going to believe, how long you're going to continue to just put your faith in God that spoke the word. I would just encourage you to just continue in your faith until God brings it to pass. We are nearing another season and I'm I'm going to speak about that just in a little bit. But first in Jehovah Jireh, Brother Branham was talking about Abraham and Sarah. And how that a woman that was almost in this age, 90 years old, how for her to go into labor would almost kill her. And how that God had to make her over. And God looked at Abraham as good as dead. A man that was a 100 years old, uh, not even fertile. And he spoke about how God changed them back to being a young man and a young woman. But it wasn't just being... A, Changed back in their age. I want you to listen really close. Because Abraham and Sarah were younger before. And and couldn't bring forth a son. So it's not just being changed back in our age. That we're talking about. It's not just another season. That we're all going to be turned back to being 18 and 20. We're going to need a new body. 
And so let's turn to Genesis 21 together because I'd like to focus in on Sarah's faith. Your faith as we are nearing another season. We've heard the word. It's been prophesied over us. We we are part of the vision. But I wonder if we can realize as we spoke a month or so ago that we're part of the vision. God's trying to give us indicators that we are in the vision and it's coming to pass right now. Genesis 21 verse 1. Just think about this. How they were so old and God had to change their bodies. But Genesis 21 verse 1 says, and the Lord visited Sarah. And that's what we need tonight in in your season of life. That God would visit you. As he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah. So it's not you trying to bring forth the word. It's not you trying to work it up. It's not you trying to have faith. It's not you trying to be good enough. It's not you trying to be coming to rapturing condition. But it's the Lord visiting the bride. It's the Lord doing unto Sarah. Doing to us what we have need of. As he had spoken. Just watch these wonderful words. For Sarah, verse 2, conceived. Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age. At that time of which God had spoken to him. So it's not our timeline. It's not what we think. It's not us trying to bring forth the promise God spoke the word. God has the season. God has the time. You have conceived the word. We are bearing Christ. We are giving to Christ. Some of you would say it's been a long time. It's been a long time that you've believed. But the Bible says at the set time of which God had spoken to him. And I want to say tonight God's time. Peace is right on time. Nothing's out of cater. Do we believe that tonight? In Cloverdale, do you believe that? God's timepiece is rolling just fine. God's calendar is just fine. It's us that get caught up in our time. I mean, Sarah and Abraham had heard a promise that went from one year to two years to five years to ten years to fifteen. I wonder how many people would have fell off after here we've been going seven months now and they went a year, then two years, then five, and they made the booties, and they got the room all decorated with blue, because it was going to be a sun, they got everything ready, and then 10 years go by, and the cobwebs start growing, and then pretty soon 15 years, and then 20 years, and I'm sure they just started to give up, you know, when is this going to happen, but God's word will come to pass, and I want to say this tonight, someone is going to be part of the bride of Jesus Christ. Someone is going to have the rapture change sweep over them in that season and they're going to be ready to go. Watch what Brother Branham talked about how that God changed Abraham and Sarah back to being a young man and a young woman. And you say, well, can you prove it? 
He said, yes, sir. They've taken a trip from there and went plumb down to the Philistine country to Gerir, 300 miles. That's quite a trip for a great granny and a grandpa with his shoulders all bent over and whiskers hanging down like this a 100 years old. Oh, you say, well, they just lived longer back then. He said, wait a minute. I'm looking right at the scripture. They were both well stricken in age. And maybe the promise for you has been well stricken. Maybe it's been years and you haven't seen it come to pass yet. Here's Abraham and Sarah when they had to go way down into Gerir there. And Abimelech was the king and he was looking for a sweetheart. I'm I'm still quoting from Jehovah Jireh. And all them beautiful Philistine women around. But when he seen this great, great, great grandma with her little shawl and little old hat. He fell in love with her. Brother Bradham's dramatizing how they, they weren't old people no more. It wasn't great, great grandma. It wasn't an old man with a big beard and hobbling into the place. They were young again. God had changed their bodies. God had changed them back. And do you know that you and I are going to the same promise where we shall be changed? In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, just a twinkle, just a twinkle of your eye, we shall be changed. Can you imagine a, a, a king, Abimelech, having all kinds of beautiful women and here comes Sarah. So she wasn't 90 years old, come bumping into town and Abimelech wanted to take uh, her to be his wife. And brother, brother Branham's talking about, Abraham said, I pray thee, uh, Abraham said, say you're my sister because you're fair to look upon. What did he do? He turned them back to a young man and woman. That's what he's going to do. Why did he have to do that so that they could receive the promised son? He said, and that's the next thing in order for the church. We which are alive and remain to the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep, but we shall be changed in a moment to receive the promised son. Where's he going to come down here on earth? No, up in the air. We don't meet him on earth. We couldn't meet him in these kind of bodies. We've got to be changed and meet him in the air. This body will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And we shall be caught up together to meet the Lord. The next thing to the seed of Abraham They're getting their last sign, a discernment, just like it was in Jesus' day. That's the last sign to the church. And we believe that Brother Branham's ministry was the last sign to this generation. You might say it's been years, Brother John. It's been 50 years. It's been almost 60 years. But there will come a day when those that are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall be changed. I don't know how many it's going to be. I don't know how many even here in this building are going to be part of it. They're in Cloverdale. The hundreds that streaming are streaming right now. We don't know who's going to be part of that bride, but we want to be part of that bride. And I know one thing for certain, especially on a Sunday night here in this chapel, every person that is in this building, we want to be here. Is that true? We've made reservations. We put in our, our, our effort. We, we have come. So if you could put in a reservation and say, I want to be at a service. 
What about a reservation, a little ticket to say, I want to be part of that number that has changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. We have come into another season now where Brother Branham is talking about this. And how Abraham had to receive one as from the dead. That he was fully persuaded that God was able to raise up this son of Isaac when he came and was born. And he, he grew some years and God one day said, go and take your son, your only son, and go out and kill him. Can you imagine that, Brother Elias? Take Ethan, take your son. And go and take him up on the altar. And so Abraham went. He was obedient. He took his son and began to go out there. They went a three days journey. I'm speaking about tonight about a season that some of you may be walking through, but we're in a season for the change. He's talking about Abraham in that season. Now it's some years later. To take Isaac a three days journey, any man or young man like Abraham was turned back to 25, 30 years old. Him and Sarah, remember this was about 12 years later. Brother Branham said he could walk about 30 miles. Brother Branham could, used to be on patrol and game warden. And I'd walk 30 miles a day. We've got gasoline, gasoline feed in this day. He's talking about transportation and things. But they were riding on mules and donkeys. But they went three days journey and then lifted up their eyes and saw the mountain where the vision had showed him afar off. And he got to the mountain. You know, we're caught up in time. We're caught up in corruption. Even tonight, no matter how spiritual you and I are, we're still in a body of corruption. We're, we're cloaked in a, a body, an old body, like an old coat that, that one day we're just going to hang up. We're just going to hang up this old coat and just walk away from it and get a new coat. We're not going to need this old coat no more. This corruptible. It's passing away. But he saw something way off in the mountain and he started walking there. You can look this up in Genesis 22. Brother Branham's talking about this. And finally, Abraham said to his son, you wait here while the boy and I go yonder to worship. And we shall return. What are you talking about? God just told you to go and offer your only son. And you've just told the servants that we're going to go worship. And then we shall return. Are you going to kill him, Abraham? Are you going to, are you going to carry it out? Abraham was going to carry it out. But he knew because God's word had said, it's through Isaac that your seed shall be called. That if I have to kill my only son, there's going to have to be a resurrection. I and the lad will return. So now it's not just God having confidence in Abraham, but it's Abraham having confidence in God. It's us echoing back to God. I believe in a rapture. I believe in a change. It's now Sarah beginning to be gaining strength from the revelation. Gaining strength to conceive, but now gaining strength to conceive and now gaining strength to bring forth a son. And she didn't even know what Abraham was doing. Or sister Childers, I'm sure 
He would have, she would have been trying to stop him. What are you, you've gone crazy. You're going to kill our son. After all these years, we, we've waited, but God was willing to let him go all the way to the last to see if they really had faith. Abraham, do you know what you've just said? That you and the lad shall return. You're going to go up there to kill him. How are you going to return you and he? The lad and I will return. I, I think it's good sometimes if we. It's not just hearing the word. Hearing Brother Branham. Reading our Bible. Hearing, going to church. But it's us echoing back to God. Lord I believe your word. I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm holding to that unseen hand that's guiding me through this land. We have no other guide that is real but Jesus Christ. There's the only one that can strengthen us even as we go through seasons and times and things change. He said, watch. He put the wood up on Isaac's shoulder. A type of the true seed, Jesus made us Abraham's seed and he took the wood for the sacrifice to lay on his own shoulders when he climbed up Golgotha and he got up the top of the hill and there he laid the wood out and he put the fire on and everything and little Isaac got suspicious whether Israel he got suspicious he had raised Isaac he had raised Zoe to know that it's not just the wood it's not just the fire, but we have to have a sacrifice. There has, has to To death, just like Jesus did the true seed. And he pulled him around and he tied his hands and tied his feet and laid him up on the altar. 
and pushed back his little black hair and his little brown eyes shining. I'm sure some of you would say, Abraham, you have lost your mind. You have gone crazy. Little brown eyes shining and little black hair. What's mother going to say? He can't think of that. You've got to do what God said. And tonight we are doing what God said for us to do. To gather ourselves together. To gather ourselves together. To get connected. Even when there's trouble. Even when there's a lack of breakage. Even when Satan was trying to hinder. God is going to make a way for you in this dark hour. God is going to bring a light in that darkness. God is going to bring forth the promised son in your life regardless of how you feel or it's gone so many years or brother John I brought came to the message no God is going to bring his word to pass don't you believe that what God said you say well the doctor says you can't get well brother Bradham said don't you believe that believe what God said And Abraham brushes back his hair and he took the knife and he brought it out of his sheath and he raised it up and just started to stab his little boy to death. And when he raised his hand in full obedience, the Holy Spirit caught his hand, said, Abraham, stay your hand. I know that you love me for you wouldn't even spare your own son. Little bride, I know that you love me. I'm just skipping ahead in my notes for a little bit, but our attitude and our mode of living reflects the value we put on things. Our attitude tonight and our actions speak of our love for the Lord Jesus. And I just want to say, Lord, forgive us if we've not given you the faith. If we've not given you the love, if we've somehow slipped back and and if in our failing of revelation to know that we are the chosen vessel, we are the chosen Sarah, we are the chosen womb. Forgive us, Lord, but bring forth your promise, promise through my life. I pray tonight, Lord Jesus. You all know the story, but about that time behind him where he picked up the rock. A ram bleated and caught by his horns in the wilderness in the vines. Does anybody here know where that ram come from? Does anybody know where that ram come from? I'm asking you tonight. I think we're having difficulties with Cloverdale, but everybody's fine here. You're going to have to pull a little bit. Amen. Does anybody know where that ram came from? A ram is a male, a sheep that was caught in the thicket. 75 miles from civilization, all kinds of animals and a sheep is a meat for anything, lions, jackals and everything else in the desert. Where'd that ram come from? From another thing way up in the top of the mountain. There's no water. What is it? God spoke it into existence. He had need of it. It wasn't a vision no more. And tonight, God is fulfilling the vision. He's bringing it to pass. Look behind you. Look around. God is bringing forth his promise. Hallelujah. Where'd that ram come from? God spoke it into existence. He had need of it. And it wasn't a vision now. And he picked up the ram and he brought it over and cut its throat. A vision don't bleed. But the blood ran out. It took Isaac's place. It was Jesus in type. And tonight, I think everyone here is old enough to know 
Well, we've got some babies in the back, but God bless you for bringing even your little children to this place and you in Cloverdale. But God provided a lamb for us in this hour. God provided a lamb not just 2,000 years ago, but he provided a word that would come down to where we were and meet with us. It took Isaac's place and Abraham called the place Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide for himself a sacrifice. And it is said even in the mount of the Lord and to this day Jehovah Jireh has already provided himself a sacrifice. Praise the Lord. We are nearing another season. Now tonight, there's a lot of seasons and times in all of our lives. Brother Tim was getting on our thought for tonight when he was speaking about building towards the rapture. And how this rapture is unstoppable. A season, nearing another season, a season is a space of time. And just remember this tonight, eternity is like a circle. I know we've spoke about that recently. Eternity is like a circle and time is a little space that has a beginning and has an end. That's a little hickey like off of that circle. And as a believer, as a predestinated seed, as a God attribute, what you are as an elected son and daughter of God, eternal life never had a beginning and it will never have an end. It is God taking all the leaves away. It is God taking all the clutter away. It's God taking the old nature away. It's God taking all the old stuff away and bringing you into another spiritual season in your life that you can say, yes, Lord. And at any time in your life as a believer, if you would pass away or sleep, Your life is not over, but you shall be resurrected with the sleeping saints. They are waiting on us tonight. How many believe that tonight? If you die believing and you pass away, you go into a place of waiting. When Brother Branham went beyond the curtain of time, people came running to him and that knew him, our precious brother, They're waiting tonight in another body, in another place. But bringing it back to seasons, because that is another season. We are nearing that. We could speak about this time of the year, how every year has four seasons. Winter, spring, summer, and fall. Just listen for a little bit. Just focus in your thoughts. And many times there's a merging over. There's an interlapping or an overlapping. Fall is a time of coolness. Where leaves are falling off the tree. And the wind begins to blow as we've even had this past week. Winds begin to blow. The rain begins to come again. Because there's been another season. There's been a change. And we're not just nearing another season. We are actually in the fall time. But moving now into the second part of of the thought tonight, when Brother Bradham said we're nearing another season, we're nearing the changing of the atmosphere. The changing of the atmosphere is because there's pressure in the air. And it's pressure in the air that causes the atmosphere change. Are we listening tonight? Either a scientist or, you know, barometer. 
um, uh, whatever uh, pressure in things. You know that there's pressure in the air that pushes down. and some It causes an atmosphere to change. Summer into fall or into autumn. You know, in the summer you wore short sleeves and it was warm. It was maybe hot. Where our sister from Florida is from, it's hotter than here. You know, there's a lot of short sleeves and it's warm and it turns into long sleeves and it turns into cooler weather. Even some in this service have your coats on. I brought my coat tonight so that after the service I would have a coat to go out. It's just cooler now. We've come into another season. You respond differently than you did in the past season. And if you fail to respond appropriately in this season, you catch a cold or the flu comes in or no matter how you could try be doing your best and you go outside and the wind's blowing and blowing and it blows into your collar or it blows in, into exposed skin and it causes a cough. It causes these things because we've come into another season. You wouldn't have thought of that in the last season. It was warm. It was nice. It was beautiful. But we came into another season where the sun begins to set earlier and the sun rises later in the morning. Even in two weeks from this Sunday, on November 1st, we have a time change and it's going to get even where the sun sets earlier and the sun will rise up and you say, what happened to our day? You've entered into another season. It's going to be darker and it's gloomy. There's less sunlight in the day. I don't want you to just be thinking naturally. I want you to be thinking spiritually. How even this time of the year, fog settles in and low clouds come over the ponds, comes over the trees and comes over the fields. It obscures even Mount Baker, the clouds and the precipitation, the beautiful. You say, oh, I'd love to see the mountain. Oh, I wish. I mean, where did the summer go, Sister Lisa? Where where did our summer go? We want our summer back, but... We've come into another season. So it is spiritually, spiritual seasons. And I want you to be thinking parallel here tonight. There's mountaintops and we all have valleys. There's times of great victory in our lives and times of great euphoria. When we feel like we can take on the mountain and we have the sword. And then there's times of molding. There's times when it seems like God is shaping. God is shaping and rolling you and punching you and putting you into a furnace of affliction. And we don't like that. We don't like the heat. We don't like that. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. Why is it so hot? Why is it the pressure? And I was fine out there. Now I'm inside of this furnace and stop it. Stop it. And God says, no, no. You need to be molded. You need to be shaped. And then, oh, The door opens and his hands come in and he takes you out and you feel relieved. Then somebody else puts a bunch of shellac and paint all over you and you get all covered over. And then they put you back into the furnace. It's like, why did this happen? Get me out of here. Get me out of here. And the master saying, no, no, this is the season. I, I have a vision of what I want for your life, and I'm taking you through the molding, the, the pressing. The, 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 I, I have something in, in my mind I'm trying to bring forth. You've come into another season. You know, there's times when uh, we're well of wellness, and we feel strong, and we're healthy. Then there's times when it seems like sickness comes in. And it just seems like you're not strong. You've come into another season. 
I, I was thinking of times of freedom when you can just go places and you can do things and there's times of momentary bondage. It's incredible. The same person, the same sister or the same brother can feel so free and then go through a time of momentary bondage. We'll just talk to the brothers and sisters in China or their families. There's times when they used to preach a few months ago. They were free. They were free, but now they're in a bondage. We could talk about Joseph being in prison for years and years and years. You'd say, well, surely you've done something wrong. Surely there's sin in your life. He was being molded. He was being shaped. It was another season of his life. Is everyone doing okay tonight? Paul and Peter were in prison. They were in bonds. They weren't able to go and travel, have conventions and have meetings. And well, you say, I want it to be the way it used to be. And God, now he has a soldier by you. And now you've got chains. Now you can't just go do what you want to do. And most of the New Testament written by Paul is in a time of bondage. And we would say, my, that's incredible. I didn't even know that. But it was another season. It was a time of their lives. There's times of great revelation. Who enjoyed the service this morning? Just, I enjoyed it so much, Brother Tim Dodd, to hear the, the words that we heard on, we've been separated and God has brought us to himself. And just the things he spoke about, current events and things, not knowing that right in our own notes for tonight, I had, what is our attitude about end time events? What is our attitude about this end time season? What's your attitude? How are you approaching this season of your life? I want to have the right attitude, Lord. I don't want to be looking at something so opposite and so different. I want that something to come over me. That would be able to take it under his control and know that everything is well. Do you want that tonight? There's times of great revelation when my, it is just flowing. It is just coming down and my, you just feel ecstatic. And then there's times of putting that word into action. There's times when on a Monday, God wants us to go live what we heard on Sunday. And that's when so many of us are challenged. But we are nearing another season when many times we feel like when it rains, it pours. And we have that in our personal lives and we, we have that in our individual lives there's seasons for us i'm just laboring a little bit I'm, I'm working with you tonight is everyone doing okay even in your marriages brother ryan and sister haley has been newly married and we have others that have been newly married in our assembly some are planning to be married and they're going through the immigration and they're going through the process and others are thinking about getting married and but there's seasons of even our families. And in relationships, there's seasons. In churches, there are seasons. Even in countries, there are seasons. There's times when there's great abundance in our lives. And then there's times when there's lean times, when you're just barely making it. It's just a season. I wonder tonight as you drive home or tomorrow, there could just be this inspiration, Brother Steve. It's just a season. It's just a season. We're going to pass through this. We're going to pass through this. And it's going to be a season. We're going to turn to the scripture in just a moment. But when we shall be changed in a moment, we're going to pass through that. 
God's going to change your body to be able to pass through a wall. Pass through dimensions. Pass from an earthly dimension in the air. We are going to meet them in the air. How's that going to happen? God's going to change us. Oh, there's days of sunny days and there's days that are cloudy. There's days that are warm and hot and there's days that are cool and cold. There's a planting season and a harvest season. I want everyone to know we are in a harvest time season now. Let's turn to First uh, Corinthians chapter 15. God bless you for coming to the Sunday evening service. And for you that are streaming in your homes, God bless you. God bless you in Cloverdale that are turning to the scriptures. God bless you here in the chapel that have given your lives to Christ. Amen. There could just be five of us here tonight. There could just be 10 or 20, but there's a whole room full. There were people that were would love to have been here. Last minute, I was getting texts driving into the parking lot. Can so-and-so come? Can so-and-so come? And in my cabin, I couldn't get reception. So I'm sorry that I wasn't able to respond earlier. There would have been more even here tonight. We want to come. We want to be there. Oh, don't you want to be there when the roll is called up yonder? I want to be there. Here we have a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51. Paul said, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Hallelujah. We shall be changed we saying it's a body it's more than one i don't want to hurt anyone's feelings tonight but it's going to be more than just you and your family and your friends we shall be changed means there's going to be a body move we shall means it will happen it's an absolute you can be assured tonight it's the first time i've preached here with these glasses god help us i'm not going to need these glasses in heaven We shall be changed means it's an absolute. It's going to happen. You can be assured we shall be changed. Hallelujah. That word change there that's right in the scripture. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 51 and 52. We shall be changed means we are going to change from one element into another. From mortal to immortality. We are moving from corruption to incorruption. We shall be changed. We are nearing another season. This is the next order tonight for our church. For you as a believer. We which are alive and remain to the coming of the Lord. Shall not prevent or hinder them which are asleep. But we shall be changed in a moment. That's the next grand moment for us that are living. Say brother John I've heard about that for years. God help us to hear it so that we're made ready. Move us, Lord, from things that are corruptible into things that are more incorruptible. Move me, Lord. Change me now in my attitude and my spirit and my character and my life so I can be welcome to receive that coming Messiah. 
First Corinthians 15 verse 53. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. And this mortal must put on immortality. You might as well just talk to the devil or talk to your body or talk to yourself in the mirror and say, this corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal life that you see is going to be pressed into immortality. It's not always going to be like this. Satan, you can buffet me now. Satan, you can put fear on me now. Complexes and troubles and friends. There's anniversaries and there's seasons of many of our lives I'm not speaking about wedding anniversaries. I'm speaking about things that go on in our lives that we'd love to do without. Exit out. Or I'd love that whole month to be gone. Let's just move into November, you know. and and, Or let's move into another season, Brother John. Let's get off of this rain stuff and coldness. I just felt that heaviness talking about it, you know. We want to move into that. What is that? That's that something inside of us calling for from the other side. Look in verse 54. So when this corruptible shall have put on corruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Hallelujah. Victory just came down and swallowed up death. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. And I wonder tonight, I underlined this. I bolded it in my notes. What Paul said, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Grave, you have no hold on me. Sin, you have no hold on me. I will not allow death to hold on me. Victory. (coughs) Excuse me. Take that off the tape. Swallow me up, Lord, in victory. Swallow us up, Lord, in healing. Swallow us up, Lord, in deliverance. That's what I've been believing for our meetings, that we not de-escalate, but it only escalate in power. Don't draw back and just become a person that's nonchalant and sorrowful and it's not right. It's not right. It's not right. Why don't you get that out of your mind and say, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory. Let's praise the Lord a little bit and thank him for his goodness, for his mercy. As we come into this season, wherefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor, your work, your pressing forward, what you're doing for the Lord is not in vain in the Lord. Conviction is good for us. It's when the Holy Spirit puts his finger on things in our lives. And he says, you've been spending too much of your time on things that don't really matter. Been spending too much of your energy. You've been looking at things. You've been involved in things. It's just, it's just part of corruption. It's just part of the world, a system that's passing away the news articles and all the feeds and even our hobbies and things that make us happy over here. Brother Bradham described it. 
Like, oh, will we want to go hunting over there? Will we want to go hunting? He said, it's like a pig being turned into a human being. You'd never want to go back and go rolling in the mud again. Just think that's fantastic. Let's go roll in the mud. But no, once you become a, a human, you'd say, there's other things that we enjoy to do. And you say, oh, we love to do this or we love to do that. Friends, it's so much greater on the other side. Can you imagine being in a place of perfect health? Perfect joy, perfect peace, perfect rest. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Say, Brother John, you've been kind of on this for the last two months. Well, I tell you, if all of us could come into this atmosphere of living on that other side and believing for that new body and believing for the rapture, I believe it would help us in this rapture season that we have entered into now. Even as we close tonight, I pray that God would give all of us a greater awareness that we are in a rapture season. I pray that God would put a burden on all of our hearts to let things that are out of your control and things you can't change anyway, to stop worrying about it and stop trying to figure it all out and Crossing bridges before you get there. And we're all guilty. We can't, none of us can hide. I'm strong and I've got it all together. And no, we all have weak parts and there's hinder parts to all of us. We are corruptible. There's things that are mortal that, you know, there's things you want to do, but there's just limitations in your life. I just pray tonight. Brother Ryan and Brother Andrew can be thinking of the songs to close the service. But this burden, this desire for the rapture, this may God awaken these spiritual desires and a love for the rapture greater than ever before. Let us all become obsessed with it. How many would just pray like that tonight? Lord, we can get caught up in this and caught up in that. and But friends, it's passing away. What other love is comparable with the rapture? What other experience in life is worth more than your life in Christ? What other thing, what other event could be greater than making it as part of the rapture where that day that we're about ready to press into is about ready to break? I'm going back to our opening Quote of Brother Branham here. I don't want you to forget about this. We know that we're nearing another season. We can feel the changing of the atmosphere. The spiritual atmosphere. That day is about ready to break. And and, and Brother John was thinking about this. So a breaking into a new day. Speaks of travel. Through a night time. If you're going to have a day. You've got to have a night time. And it's always darkest before the break of the new day. That day is the day that we've been living for. We've been believing for this. We've been looking forward to that day. Brother Branham said we're nearing another season. We can feel the changing. And it brings pressure of an atmosphere that day's about ready to break. And we'll wake in that greater millennium. I just thought, God, that is our greatest hope of the church. It ought to be the greatest desire of all of our meetings. 
even our conversations with one another. I believe we we allow it to become so just surface and just things that don't really matter. And I pray God would help us all, myself included, to just move it into another channel where our greatest anticipation and what we look forward to could become more of our just automatic talk or to our children, to our teenagers, to our loved ones, to the older ones. I know to the older ones, it's not hard to talk about a new body and a new place and 18 or 20 years old. It's not hard to talk to an older person. But when you start talking to young people, sometimes they want to live. They want to they want to go. They want to drive. They want to get married. They want to experience life. God, help us, Lord Jesus. I want you to think about it this week. At any moment, there could be a resurrection of the saints. There is nothing holding back the resurrection of the saints, but God's will. And when the last one comes in, I know that some are thinking about the elections and some are thinking about this and what's going to happen if so-and-so gets voted in in BC or what's going to get happen if someone's going to get voted in in United States or maybe in Africa or wherever. But friends, don't we realize that when there's a resurrection, we're going to a wedding supper for three and a half years. There's going to be a tribulation on this earth like never before. You talk about nuclear bombs going off and viruses and the hospitals filled up and earthquakes. Somebody's going to be president during that time. Somebody's going to be vice president. Somebody's going to be prime minister. You say, what should we be praying for? Friends. We, we are going to be in another place. We, we should be praying, God, I want to be ready for the wedding supper. While we're passing another this and looking down the, the thousands of miles long and fellowshipping about the Lord and the goodness of the Lord, this world is going to be in chaos. Can you imagine, friends, what's going to happen on this world when the bride leaves here, when the blood goes off the earth, when the Holy Ghost is lifted off this earth. When you go to the marriage supper for three and a half years, this world is going to be in horrible straits. God's so wonderful to you. He's he's prepared that millennium, that thousand years honeymoon for you for a thousand years. He wants everyone to know it's a thousand years because no one has ever lived a thousand years. How many know that? Methuselah lived 969. He's going to show to the whole world. My bride is going to live a thousand years. In a honeymoon. And it's only started. That's still a space of time. And then after that. You talk about Satan being bound a thousand years. But then there is the white throne judgment. And that's when men and women are going to come before the white throne judgment. That's when the bride's going to be on one side and those that didn't make it are going to be on the other side. Friends, we want to make sure that we're on the right side at that day. And then to think about heaven and our future home and that eternal home. Brother Bradham used those words, that eternal season. Lord Jesus in prayer and our musicians on this side and the other side can just about be ready just in a moment to come. Lord Jesus, he prayed, 
When you come, these old frail bodies will be changed in a moment and the dead in Christ shall rise. And we shall be in that millennium, that great, the next great season that's coming on, that eternal season. But he said, change us now, Lord, and fashion us that we can be citizens of that kingdom. I commit myself, Lord, with what life I have left. I don't know how much longer you're going to leave us here, Lord. None of us know. The young might say, well, I'm young. And how do we know they might be gone before the night? The old might say, this is Brother Bradham saying this. The old might say, well, I'm going right quick. But they might outlive the young. It's all in your hands, Lord. And what we are, we give to you. I wonder if it can be unanimous here tonight. What we are, we give to you. My soul, my strength, my heart, my all. We dedicate ourselves, Lord, on the altar. Not on this little earthly altar here, Lord, but on that real altar where we're all leaning against this morning, weeping with our tears. We lay on that eternal altar and ask you to take us and mold us and fashion us after your way. I'm closing. But if God could get every person to come to this, fashion me according to your way. And I'm done fighting. I'm done struggling. And I'm done trying to figure it out. I'm trying to do it on my own, Lord. I'm giving myself to you. Make me a witness. And may they never forget this morning the message of true witnesses. We have witnesses that we have the best atomic bombs. We have witnesses that we're in the machine age and the mechanical age. But Lord, and even tonight, we're in the season of the internet and I can look into a screen and see in Cloverdale an hour away across the border we can see our brothers and sisters they can look through something that our brother Caleb back there and brother Michael Diaz and they can see us that's incredible you say I believe that brother John that is possible in a few moments go ahead brother Jonathan can you put it on the screen we You say, we can see you, Sister Eleanor. We can see you, Brother Michael. We can see you, Sister Anna. We can see you, Sister Joaquina. We can see you, Sister Esther. Some of you see Sister Esther there, our Chinese sister. But when Brother Murphy speaks, or she's up translating. She she has given her life. She's given her all for the gospel. Sister Abigail there was just... The latest one to be baptized in our assembly there with Brother Gideon's there. Sister Joanne that has been so faithful. Even all these months, Brother Tom has been away and in the hospital and struggling. She's come to the services and been there. And God bless these brothers and sisters that there's another season coming. We we look at one another now and we look in one another's faces, but... We are nearing another season where it won't always be like this. And we will be together forever. I tell you, when Satan tries to come in and break things, 
You just tell him tonight, Satan, you are trying to break things. But when it's all been said and done, God's going to put it all back together. Hallelujah. God's going to bring men and women family. Why is my wife there in Canada and I'm here? I'm serving you. She's there. What is the breakage? What What is all of this about? We have young ones here. We have our dear sister Lamb and her little children. When we have brother Gil Ashdown and sister Karen, elders, pillars, they come to the services. We so appreciate it. And even that are in this service tonight, some of our sisters and brothers that are elderly. And I see you there, Sister Hofer and Sister Wallman. You know what they're believing for? That we're near another season. We're near another time. I'm rubbing shoulders with angels. And in just in a moment, I could be in a new body. And things won't be like it is now, here, there. It's going to be different. God bless you. Maybe our musicians can come. and Take us to that place, Lord. That kingdom that's coming where there's no jet planes. There'll be no automobiles. There'll be none of these atomic bombs. It'll be a kingdom of peace and love and joy and life. We live for him. Grant these things, Father, as we commit it to you in the name of Jesus Christ. This is a prayer of a prophet. I, I pray that God would grant you peace and joy and healing. And you just just a cool feeling sweep over your body. That tumors would leave, cancer would leave, evil spirits would leave. Somebody that might be bound by a demon spirit that even now this atmosphere... That we sense in this building right now would break that yoke. That the anointing of God would break the yoke. And that person would just come into a place. Where they could the next breath in this dimension is one of victory. And they can look at their trial. And they can look at the furnace. And maybe the Lord is closing the door of the furnace. And you're saying no, no. Somebody put a stick in there. Stop it. And. God has already ordered. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be more difficult. More, and you, Don't fall on the negative always. And it's more difficult and it's more hard. And now we're separate. No, now this has been taken away from me. Don't focus on the negative. Say, God, put my heart on the positive. I am closer to that other season. 10,000 years will just get started. 10,000 years will just begun. I don't know what number that is in the songbook, but let's stand tonight. 10,000 years. Brother Andrew, do you know that song? We're coming near the end of the service. But let's sing a little bit before we go. 10,000 years.
many thinks this words of this song is wonderful? How many want to be there? How many is making reservations? Can you put the words of the song up on the screen so Cloverdale can look at them, we can look at them? Look at this. 10,000 years. Oh, Sister Ella, think about it. How old is Sister Ella, Brother Ryan, your daughter? Seven. 10,000 years. We'll just be started. We're just going to be started. Not 500, not a thousand, 10,000 years. We're just going to get started. Isn't that wonderful? 10,000 years, we just begun. Sister Naomi, it's just going to be started. We're just going to be like tearing the house down, swinging off the chandeliers and nobody cares. Just a bunch of teenagers running around with no more cares, no more troubles. I'm going to keep talking until some of you get a smile on your face. Amen. I'm talking about another season, another time. I mean, some of you is already thinking about driving down Mount Baker Highway and it's going to be bad and hard. And late last night I was driving. There's a deer come out. I'm like, my, I don't need to be hitting a deer this late at night. Some of you are thinking about tomorrow and the next day. Do you know that one day the resurrection is going to happen and it won't worry about the laundry or the test you had to take, you know, in November? And what's going to happen in December? And what's going to happen and next year, Brother John? It could, and this week, the saints could rise up. And then there's going to be about 30 days or so for us to get to know them. Is that wonderful? Amen. We're going to see them. We're going to know them. We're going to fellowship so that when he comes, all our eyes are on him. And we're not, did mother make it? Did our dad make it? Did my friend make it? Where's brother Branham? And no, just turn your eyes upon Jesus. Oh, turn your eyes upon Jesus. In his wonderful
say, Lord, turn my life closer to that other place. My affections, my life would be more turned into that other dimension. Nearing another season, Lord. We want to be ready for it, Jesus. We want our lives to be ready. As the summer has passed, short sleeves and the warmness and hotness and the sun come into another season naturally we want to respond appropriately spiritually also Lord to every season every junction every time Lord if any of us have been wrong or missed the season acted inappropriately had a wrong attitude we want to have a rapture attitude change our thoughts change our altitude let us turn lord change us now so that when that great day of change comes we can all be ready i know it's a little bit elementary maybe simple tonight but with all of our hearts we want every single person every brother and sister to be ready so we're just willing to wait We're just willing to go another day in your presence. If it means another week, if it means another month, if it means another year, if there means there's more of your people in Uganda to be baptized or Ethiopia or Angola or somebody in China. We want to be ready and have the right attitude throughout the seasons. The day is about ready to break. The millennium is about ready to begin. Lord, it is true if it's darkest before the dawn and some are going through that dark season. Strengthen them tonight. Minister to them. We are a body, Lord. And when one suffers, we all suffer. When one goes through a pain and suffering... We go through that too. When one is in financial hardship, we pray for them. We help them. We help one another, Jesus. Even in this time of sickness and trouble, let us not pull back and have stigma like the world is doing. Stigma and pushing people back and avoiding. And Lord, let us walk in the spirit and respond appropriately. Jesus, be with us, Lord. Let our testimonies be a true witness. Bless every brother and every sister. 
Those in their homes, their cars, and their bedrooms, living rooms. Those in Cloverdale, Lord, that is we participated with here in the chapel, around this world, Lord. Oh, Jesus, take us home. And until then, Lord, let us be willing to be molded and shaped in the season of life that we're in. Bless this week, Lord. May your will be done and go before us. In Jesus Christ's name, we thank you. Amen. Brother Andrew, did you have another song?
pray the richest blessing of God upon your lives and upon your families this week and what the Lord would have for each one of you. Lord, may your blessing be upon every person as we go now. Keep us safe on the roads. Till Wednesday night, if you would give us another service that we could see one another. Another week, Lord, go with us now. We bless your holy name. Amen. We salute you there in Cloverdale. We can see you now. May the Lord be with your hearts. May the Lord be with your lives. On Sunday nights, we're just able to do this with one another and see one another. We love you. God be with you. God be with you. Thank you, deacons and those that have served behind the scenes. We see some doing the there. Thank you, and God bless you, Nixon, Brother Holman. It's been so wonderful. Brother Jeff Holman's just away right now with his family, but we appreciate all the deacons, trustees, ministers. They've just all gone the extra mile to. God bless you until we meet again. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord. Brother Andrew, you can just sing another song maybe as we go. God bless you. You can wave to one another, greet one another. Amen. God bless you. Casting all my tears. God bless you tonight. I know you love